Good morning. Welcome to the Atheist in the Desert podcast, uh, Monday, September 10th, 2018. Thanks for checking in today with me. So, big weekend of softball. Again, anybody that follows me, you know that's my life. And uh, um, I think I had, I think I spoke previously about, you know, we had some turmoil on the team that just split up, but we're, we're now, we have a new team within the same organization, and uh, a lot of the parents were out there and the players, and it was good that the the my daughter and the few girls that left that team uh, and went to this new one when they all saw each other, gave each other big hugs and stuff. So that was cool, you know, that the girls all. But uh, some of the parents, you know, I said hi to a few of the parents, but I didn't really say hi to a couple of them. And um, but hey, it all it was all good. But I don't want to sit and talk about softball all weekend. Um, we had a pretty good weekend. Uh, the girls' first tournament of the season and moving up into a new division. Older girls. And uh, they did all right. But it got me thinking, because this weekend is, you know, NFL opening football weekend. I'm, I'm kind of a football guy. I like watching it. I like the drama of it and the storylines. And we did a little fantasy football family league this year. My kids are doing it. It kind of gets them interested. It's kind of fun. Kind of something we can all do together. Um... But what I want to talk about a little bit this morning is this this culture that we have of winning and like perfectionism. Um, and you've heard me talk about perfectionism in the past, and and again it goes back to and I know I've, I've beat this to death, but um, I think it has a lot to do with the you know what I want to talk about today with this culture of winning is you know if you treat me normal, I'm going to feel less than. If you treat me special, then I'll feel normal. And I think that you know if you take out you know. Um, I'll start with sports because, I mean, obviously there's a culture of winning in business. I mean, there's infamous stories about Steve Jobs. I read a book about um, the iPhone and how that thing all came about and just, like, the way Steve Jobs just acted. And he was just this consummate, like, win-at-all-costs, you know, type of guy. Um, And, again, he might be a good biography to read on that guy, but I only, I only, in the book I read about the iPhone, it was, it didn't go into a huge detail about his life, but just kind of added in some snippets about how he was, and, you know, this perfectionism that he demanded, and, um, you know, you look at sports, um, you know, you know, Tiger Woods, or Michael Jordan, those guys always come to my mind first thing when I think about this, this obsession of winning, and they'll do everything at all cost, and, I don't want to necessarily get into the examples of it. I, I, I got to tell this funny story. I, I, was, I was watching something on YouTube the other day. And I don't know if you don't watch golf or anything, but it's kind of a funny story about John Daly, famous golfer. I'm sure you've heard of him. Um, had some issues with substance abuses, and he still I, I think he still drinks and stuff. And But he's pretty open about it, and he, he's pretty candid. And he had a story where he had, it was a, I think it was a Saturday, and they'd finished their round, and him and some guys were drinking in the bar and Tiger walked by and they're like, hey, Tiger, come have a drink with us. And he's like, nah, nah, thanks for the invite, but I'm going to go work out. So he went and worked out and he came back by and he was in his gym clothes and they were all still sitting there drinking and, and they were like, come on, Tiger, you could come over, have a drink. And Tiger's like, nah, I think I'm going to go for a run now. And they were just like, what the heck? And then the next day, I think uh, Daly said he was paired with Tiger and he ended up beating him that day. Um, he said it was only one of, one of the times he's ever beaten him, but but it was just it was just interesting to me because here was Tiger, right? And he had this it's set in his mind. No, I gotta win this at all costs, I gotta do this. 
and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm not I'm not here to bash, you know, wanting to win and be the best in your profession. What I'm more interested in is where does that come from? Why is it that we have this notion that if we aren't the best at something, we're we're just not we're not good. You know, we have a hard time with second place. You know, there's always that old saying that, you know, you I think Jerry Seinfeld had a joke about like track runners or something like the guy gets first place and you just miss it by point zero zero two, and you're a loser, <laughs> you know, um, meaning like we always remember first place, but we never remember second place. Um, we always remember winners. We don't remember losers. Um, a guy I used to know used to talk about um, success and failure, like being afraid to fail. And he always said, well, we never remember the failures, you know. And at that time, when he was talking about it, you know, the movie Titanic hadn't been out yet and there wasn't any buzz around uh, Titanic. I mean, now we know that the captain's name of the Titanic was John Smith, I believe. And mainly because for me, for movies and stuff. But at that time, when he was talking about it, no one, he, he, he was in a room full of people and he asked if anybody remembered who the captain of the Titanic was. And most people didn't. And that's because it had sunk and it was considered a failure, you know, of of navigation at the time and they should have missed that iceberg and so his point was that you know should never be afraid to fail because we never remember the the people who fail so again i'm not wanting to get off the subject but like even yesterday i'm at the field and my daughter's team is playing and they're kind of in the game and my daughter got up to bat with the bases loaded and had a good opportunity to make something happen they were down three runs and she ended up hitting a pop fly and they caught it you know and right away i'm like you know as a dad but what is it is it my ego? Is it my, I mean, what is it in me that makes it where like, I need that success? You know, is that genetic? Is it instinctual? Is it, you know, again, I think I've touched on this in the past, you know, did our, you know, again, maybe our ancestors when they were hunting and they were trying to get food. I mean, the way we measured everything was how much you had stored away in your cave. And so like, you know, if you were the male who got, you know, made all the hunts and got everything in your cave you got the choice of the best women or whatever you know whatever it was like where did this come from this idea that we just have to win and win and win and you know I was watching a football game last night and the Green Bay Packers were playing the Bears and Aaron Rodgers you know he got hurt in the second quarter and went out and it was kind of like uh oh because that I mean he's their whole team and he ended up coming back in and they won the game by one point now I'm thinking to myself they had they not won that game how people would be viewing Aaron Rodgers today. He's still an amazing player. You know, that's what, you know, when Tom Brady, who's a great quarterback, when he misses this, you know, loses the Super Bowl by three points or whatever, and then we're like, oh, he stays, he stinks, but he still got it there. He's still, you know, we just, second place just is not any good for us. And I just finished my my most recent book. I Like I said, um, you know, I try to read every morning and I'm, I'm just read. I try to finish a book and then start a new one. I think I might try to look up something about, see if I can find something about this culture of winning or, or maybe there's a science behind it. Maybe I can do some research on it because I, I can honestly say I'm not quite sure. I'm sure there's been studies on it, um, there's studies on everything, but this idea that if I'm not the best, then I'm not that good. Now, I do believe there's a, there's a, there's a huge number of people out there that aren't that worried necessarily about winning all the time. I mean, I think of somebody who just has a normal job that maybe makes 50 grand a year as a 401k, gets up, puts their eight to four every day, come home, kiss their wife 
her husband and make dinner, sit down with the, they're, they're not worried about having a, you know, a huge pool and whatever. Like, they're just, they kind of just survive, you know, they're just kind of there. And um, I've never been one of those people. Now, I'm not like this huge success either. You know, I, I don't have, you know, $10 million in the bank. I don't have $10,000 in the bank, you know. So I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, but I'm always thinking in my mind that, you know, I was in my house this morning and a couple of the roof tiles fell off yesterday and I'm, I started getting this anxiety that like my house is falling apart and, you know, I can't even keep, you know, my house. And what kind of guy am I? I can't keep my house in order, whatever. And then I was reading this article on Facebook and this guy had taken a whole bunch of pictures in early 1900s in, in like the slums of New York and just how decrepit everything was and how, how crappy poverty, you know, poverty was really bad. And, and there was a lot of pictures of like kids laying in the streets sleeping and, you know, and it was like, again, it's perspective, you know, I mean, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you know that I, you know, I suffer from, well, I don't know if I suffer, but I have the disease of alcoholism, I believe. And there was a guy that used to always talk about that it's a disease of perception. You know, it's how I perceive things. And uh, I, I think that just doesn't, that doesn't just pertain to people with, you know, chemical problems or chemical abuse problems. I think that the disease of perception applies to everybody. You know, again, going and not to beat this to death about the softball teams that we just broke up with, but the, our old coach wouldn't even look at any of us as parents, wouldn't even talk. And I heard she was talking bad about us behind our back and stuff. And and we've probably talked some stuff too. But like again, she has a perception, and her perception is based on her 27 years on this planet, plus all her and plus all the her the, the experience she has from her 27 years on this planet plus her brain she was born with and that's how she looks at things good or bad good or bad according to me <laughs> it's not even good or bad according to some some uh gold standard type thing you know um again my perception isn't reality always you know and so getting back to this winning thing we have this thing set in our mind that if we're not the best then screw it you know, like the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl last year. And we're already like, that's over. It, it literally like two days after it was like, okay, it's over. Okay, I can't wait till next year. I mean, it's it's like a, it's a short-lived thing. And I would probably venture to guess. Again, I keep going to sports analogies and I apologize if you're not a sports person. But I, I watch sports and it's just like, you know, I'm, I, and I know some other people that are successful or I could probably use some non-sports type situations, but... Um, the, the coach of the of the Patriots, Bill Belichick, you know they've won X amount of Super Bowls in the last few years or you know, X amount you know years, and I guarantee you, once he wins a Super Bowl, yeah, he enjoys it for a couple minutes, but he's immediately the next day, like, okay, when are we winning next year? Because two things: one, obsessed with winning, and two, he may even realize that it's the journey. It's not even just the winning the championship. It's the it's the the planning the you know figuring out the plays, you know, what personnel you're going to pick up this year. Like he just enjoys the moment of football, I think. I think he loves the obsession of it. I think Tom Brady, the quarterback, I think part of the reason he's so successful for so long is I think it's the same thing. Yeah, raising that trophy every year is fun, but just the process of it. He loves it and he enjoys it. You know, Michael Jordan, he was a notorious practice guy, you know, same with Kobe Bryant. Um um, anybody in their craft, you know, if I just want to switch to science, you know, you, 
you know, Tesla, you know, who was very revered in the scientific community. He was a guy that was notorious, wouldn't sleep and, you know, just days on end working in his lab. I mean, it's just there's stories like this everywhere, you know. So it wasn't the winning part that drove these people. Maybe it was to a certain extent, and they might even tell you it was the winning. I don't know because maybe they believe it was, but I believe it's something deeper. I believe it's they were just wired that way. They were born that way, and not everybody has that. But we all want to win. That's the difference. We all want to. We all want to aspire. I don't know if that's the right word. Sorry if I used the wrong word. But we all want to get to that point where we're we're called the best in something. And I don't. Where does that come from? I mean, it's got to be something science-driven, instinctual in us. Because you know, you know me. If you've listened to my podcast, you know I always say that. If you've listened to my podcast, I'm going to quit saying that because. You probably have listened to some of my podcasts. I don't need to say that phrase anymore. I told you I'm always going to be working on my skills at communicating because, again, I think besides the content I try to put in this podcast, I think how I say it and how I deliver it is super important as well. Um, anyway, I'm going to do some reading on this. I think this is going to be my next book. I gotta bring, I'm going to bring the book I just finished about Mormonism back to the library. And, and I'm going to get into more about this culture of winning because it's something that's just ingrained of it in us. And, and even if it's not ingrained in people that it's the most important thing, this idea of being a success and, and having to be on top of everything, it's something that's in us. And I have a feeling it's instinctual and there's some stuff that leads back to our ancestors. So stay tuned for that. Now, for the last couple minutes here, I just want to touch on this book I just finished about Mormonism. And essentially what it was, it's called Under the Banner of Heaven. And I, I would check it out if you have any interest in that type of thing. But um, basically what it was, it was um, these Mormon uh, family, the fundamentalists, that was really heavily, and they thought God was speaking to them. They ended up hitting, committing a horrible murder, on, and they thought they were justified. They thought God told them to do it, and it went into the... And then it just kind of piggybacked onto Mormonism and faith and, and the way we believe and... When they were trying this guy, they tried to the defense tried to look at it as, at it as an insanity plea because if this guy's saying God spoke to him, he has to be insane. But they had another psychiatrist come in there for the prosecution and say basically like, "Hey, there's people, all kinds of people in religion that believe things that we would deem so-called, you know, not crazy or just out of the realm of reality." You know, if you want to just take into account that Catholics believe that the little wafer and the, and the thing in the glass are the actual body and blood of Christ or transformed to the body and blood. I mean, you could start there, <laughs> you know. Um, so this guy, yeah, he might have said God said this to him, but he still was sane in a sense that he knew what he was doing. And, you know, and, and I think he ended up um, uh, getting the death penalty for what he, the crime he committed. And, but what, but, but I guess what I want to just talk about for two seconds is I got to think, it got me thinking about anybody's beliefs in life, whatever, whatever beliefs you have, you know, you want to call it religion, you want to call it, you know, working out every day, you want to call it, you know, reading self-help books, you want to call it, you know, raising your kids, you know, to never, I don't know, whatever it is, it goes back to we can never change the reality of our own being. 
we can only change our experiences in reality. Meaning, this ever-changing flow of the universe is constantly moving, shaping, going. However I decide to look at it is, is, is strictly due to the brain I was born with, <laughs> plus my 41 years of experience on this planet. And that's it. And it's always, my perception is always evolving and changing. You know, there's a line in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that says, more will be revealed to you. And I understand that more and more every day. And it's not that, oh, I'm getting better and better and I'm getting wiser and wiser. That's not what it is at all. It's just, I'm becoming more and more open to many things as I get older and look at things and and decide to have an open kind of viewpoint. Um, I wonder if I can find this. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to save it for the next podcast. But there's a. Uh, there was a line that um, I I found on the internet. I I can't find it. I'm gonna have to do it on the next time. It had to do with not reacting to every, not being getting emotional and reacting to everything everybody says to you. It was a quote by Warren Buffett. You can probably look it up. It was really good. I'll try to bring it to the next podcast. So, to sum up, the culture of winning that's in us, it's interesting, and I'm going to do some reading on it, and maybe, maybe there's something scientific that can explain some of this stuff. Um, and uh, perception again. You know, I'm on perception quite a bit, because I think that's key in life. How we look at things can help us a lot. Um, Monday, and you know me with my Monday morning blues. No, I'm, I'm all right today. I woke up a little stressed out this morning just because I got a lot of my plate today for work. Um, but drank my coffee, finished my book, driving down the freeway right now in the, with a beautiful desert morning. Going to be hot all week, unfortunately. We're into September. We're never really safe here in the desert till Halloween, basically. You know, but at least we know it's coming. You know, like. I'm from the Midwest, and fall here is the reverse of the Midwest. Like, when fall was coming, I liked fall itself in the Midwest. It was fine. It was kind of, the air would get crisper, and there were some beautiful days. But you knew that pretty soon it's going to be minus 15. Whereas here, you know pretty soon it's going to be 70. And that's, uh, that's one thing I like about this time of the year. So, take care. Have a good day.